Are you recording now? Recording. <laughs> this is gonna sound weird. Things are about to get weird. Just get to the murder. La 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 la. Okay, I'm on the bottom again. Of course. Of course. He does look really cute. He's so seepy. Until he wakes up and claws your eyeballs out. Oh my god. Like Bloody Murray. Bloody Murray. Murray. <laughs> wow. Look let's, at him go. Well, let's pray that during this recording the fire alarm doesn't go off. Last night, uh, the fire alarm in my apartment complex went off. That was exciting. Um, it wasn't. Um, Hudson gets very scared, as do all of us. <laughs> um, but luckily we were only outside for about 30 minutes, so you take him with you yeah we took him in his little box we have like a little bag that we put him in like a little carrier box just a, there's a just grocery a, bag just a fucking cardboard box he just shreds right through that grocery bag with his toenails no he gets so scared he's like oh god which is which is actually a nice little change because normally he walks around this apartment like he owns the place well i couldn't imagine text in this apartment during a uh, fire drill he would just shit, shit his pants, pants. i'd be like sir we're gonna have to leave you sorry uh, yeah, whenever there's any sort of, like, fire alarm that goes off, it's always interesting because everyone's, like, outside in their pajamas with all their dogs and their cats and their kids. <laughs> Did I bring no fishes? No. The fishes the fishes are in water, well, so I, they could probably survive a fire. Maybe, unless the, their glass bowl or their plastic bowl burns up or, and then or they the water starts, the like, boiling. Oh, my God. This is so morbid. <laughs> Fish murder. Yeah. Well, we're recording. We got that <laughs> on record that she want to murder fishes via fire. Apologies. <laughs> and welcome. This is uh, this is gonna sound weird. A podcast. A podcast where we talk about weird things, um, all things paranormal, true crime, other shit, ghost. I guess that counts for paranormal. Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> wow. This week's theme is Southern murders, Southern crimes. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, insert banjo music here. <laughs> That's that deliverance. <laughs> I don't really know any other banjo music. Um, all right. So, I'll go first because our schedules have just been flip, 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 flip. Because of last week's... Last week was... It was just so crazy. We just got wild up in this bitch last week. <laughs> we recorded two episodes, the Weird Wednesday and the Halloween specials. So. And the weirdest part is we recorded them backwards. We did the Weird Wednesday second, but it's coming out first. You should be shook. <laughs> You're shaking in your boots. Don't shake too hard. Don't shake your car off the road. <laughs> Assuming that you're driving. Well, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a story about the a little lady named Lavinia Fisher. <laughs> no. <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> we didn't check with each other. This I'm time. not about texting you. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> we. <laughs> Okay, this is, has been a fear of ours since we started this podcast was that we think so similarly yeah. that I was like, 
you know, it's bound to happen. But I had never heard this bitch before. I haven't either. And so, so I was like, well, surely Taylor probably, I was like, Taylor, she loved the South. So she probably already has a bitch in mind. No. We'll see. Uh, if y'all don't know what's going on after all the laughter and confusion that probably has just followed this, me and Sydney have discovered that we picked uh, the exact same case. Mm-hmm. But we will not back down, either of us. I will not give up mine, and she will not give up hers. Yeah, we will simply have to work together for the betterment of this podcast. Book. Uh, and this, uh, you know. So, also, because it'll look bad if we give up, because then it'll be like, well, <laughs> then they ain't got their shit together. We don't have our shit together, but... It is what it is. We should have asked each other. I didn't even... I assume whenever you do, like, a murder case, I feel like you always do, like, a more recent topical one. And, you know, I'm more of, like, a history bitch. Mm -hmm. I was like, Sydney ain't gonna go to history, bitch. Root. Ain't no way. Well, I did. She did. I did. I like to keep you on your toes. Evidently, I really gotcha. (laughs) I gotcha ass this time. Okay, so, I'll start it off. And you kind of pepper in some facts that maybe you know about it. So, like I had stated before, before I was so rudely interrupted, uh, I am doing my story (laughs) on Lavinia Fisher, who was the first female serial killer in the United States. She get that? I got it. She get that in your research? Legend say that. Legend says that. These are my sources. And then I'll let you go ahead and tell your sources, too. I've got Wikipedia, Femme Killers on YouTube, Stories, Secrets, and Sagas on YouTube. And did you go? I have LegendsofAmerica.com, Wikipedia as well, and Murderpedia. No I'm, YouTubes. No YouTubes. Well, I love YouTubes. Um, also because uh, there is a ghost tour group called Bulldogs Tour. Ooh, ooh. And... <laughs> In Charleston. They've been on their tours before. And they have like a little YouTube channel where they will really? they'll tell you a little bit about a ghost and some history behind it. So, Well, I've only been on one ghost tour in Charleston. And my father regretted taking me on that because I was a little too young. And I stayed up all night scared out of my mind. Because we were also like staying in a haunted hotel. And of I was course like, you were. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he regretted that because he didn't get any sleep that night. And neither did I. <laughs> So, regarding Lavinia's earlier life, we don't have much information. What we do know, you do know your her, like, birth year, but I'm also like, how the fuck do we even know that? She, bitch probably lied. Yeah, I'm like, all you need to know, she was born. That's all we know. Thank God. <laughs> she wasn't a ghost this whole time. So, um... However, we do know that Lavinia and her husband, John Fisher, managed an inn called Six Mile Wayfarer House in the early 1800s. The inn was located just six miles north of Charleston, hence the name Six Mile Wayfarer House. Creative. Very creative. (laughs) Um, But I can't shit on them too badly. That's probably about how I would do it. (laughs) Just, Just name it like you see it. So, Lavinia would take note of male guests staying at the inn who appeared to have a lot of money. If she thought that maybe they were a little bit more wealthy, she would invite these lone travelers to have tea or dinner with her. Lavinia had no difficulty getting men to agree to dine with her, as she was a very beautiful woman. Well, sounds like me. Well, I I guess. I have so many male suitors. (laughs) (laughs) And she loves to eat. I do. She's love to never eat. missed a meal. <laughs> Straight up, no. 
<laughs> I honestly know. I base my days around meals, and I think that like people who just meet me like are so confused as to why I have to like be in the lunch like at school. I had to be in the lunchroom at like twelve and be eating at twelve. If not, the whole day's fucked. Oh yes, um, I very much like being in college. Like I like would give myself meal times, and so I'm very much like I need to eat between like twelve and one for lunch and for dinner i need to eat between like five and six unless i have a snack in which case we can push it but like we do not fuck with the meal schedule no we do not taylor knows i was on the cruise with her and i was like i turned to her i was like i need to eat immediately (laughs) the breakfast is gone (sighs) the eggs gone gone never even saw them uh, over dinner, Lavinia would have the gentleman discuss their employment so she could determine if they should become her next victim. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. After dinner, Lavinia would send the travelers up to their room with a cup of tea she had spiked with oleander, which if for those of y'all who don't know what oleander is, oleander is a white flower that grows on shrubs in the south. You've probably seen it um, in Wilmington. We have a lot of them. We have a we have a street called Oleander Drive. Wow! Um, and if you ingest oleander, it acts as a sort of poison. So Lavinia would offer this tea in hopes that the men would drink it and pass away in their beds. However, you know the flowers they didn't always work. You know, if it's a bigger boy, you <laughs> might just knock them out. Uh, well, that, that wouldn't stop Lavinia. Hell no. She would send her husband, John, up to their room to ensure that the men had, in fact, died. Well, if he got up there and he realized that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it didn't ha- the poison didn't work so good, he would then stab them to death. Perfect. Just real quick, like, <laughs> not dirty at all. <laughs> so, once dead... The fishers had rigged a bed, like the beds in the end, to slide forward so the victims' bodies would slide down into a spiked room below, which reminds me of if you've ever seen like Sweeney, Sweeney Todd, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where he has like the chair that flips down. Now I couldn't find confirmation if he if they had made these people's bodies into meat pies, Mrs. Lovett's meat pies. <laughs> um, But during this time, reports had kind of been circulating around town that guests in the inn were going missing. However, the Fishers were very popular about town. They were just seen as, like, hardworking business people, you know, whatever. And there also wasn't much evidence to support these claims, so police just, like, didn't take this investigation further. Well... I'm, I'm gonna pop in now okay we're okay. switching off also one thing i did get um about the murders i read on one website that some people think that she would this is actually so she would cr- strangle people with her legs yes and it says she would crush their heads in between their legs and that's literally like the only reason i picked this because <laughs> i was like that's fucking funny <laughs> even though in her picture she doesn't look i picture like a big ass like buff ass woman mm-hmm. taking these men and just like shoving their heads i think of like a wwe wrestler yes. or somebody or like that bitch from shrek yes yeah. <laughs> we keep talking we about that bitch. twice no ugly stepsister from shrek i also think about that yes okay so now lavinia and john while there really wasn't you know there's not too much evidence to say that they maybe killed some people 
There are lots of accounts that they were, like, in a gang. They were, like, in a gang of highwaymen, which basically, I think highwaymen mostly just, like, rob people. It's like West Side Story. Yeah. And so, news accounts in the Charleston Post and Courier. Courier? Inquirer? Courier. Oh. <laughs> I said it wrong the first time. This time I said it right. Courier. They claim that in February um, 1819, a vigilante gang, which... They said gang, but I'm going to say it's just like a vigilante like group of citizens, I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Went to um, the Fishers neighborhood to stop the highwaymen gang activities that they thought were occurring at the Six Mile Wayfarer house. However you said that. Um, and once they got there, um, it's, not, it's not clear as to what they actually did or said while they were there. Uh, but apparently they were satisfied uh, with what they did while there. And they ended up going back to the city of Charleston. And they were like, hey, you know, we stopped them. We stopped these highwaymen. We did it, guys. We did it. But they did leave somebody behind. They left um, a man named David Ross to stand watch over the area. And I'm like, what, what did he do to get that shit job? I'm also like, what made you think? These people are known killers. And you're like, we're just going to leave one of y'all behind. Honestly, and what's he supposed to do if he does see her murdering somebody? Like, is he supposed to take it into his own hands? I wouldn't. Hell no. So, mind your business, Dave. Honestly. Uh, So, early the next morning, Ross was attacked by two men who dragged him before the gang of highwaymen who had supposedly been terrorizing the area. So, whatever the vigilante group did, they didn't stop him. They maybe stopped him for the night. It's basically like a neighborhood watch program. Yeah, so it didn't work. So they dragged Ross in front of all these highwaymen. And when he saw that Lavinia was there, I guess he didn't realize that she was the lady that she was involved. So when he got like to this group of people, he saw that Lavinia was there. And she, he was like, oh, she'll help me. This is great. Uh, but instead, she choked him and then <laughs> smashed his head through a window. Um, Casual. However, now, now you think she choked him with her legs? <laughs> yes, I'm gonna say yes. She was like, "Hey, come here, boy." Pulled him out in front of all those men, and she's like, "Watch this." Smash his head. Well, yes, yeah, choked him, and then smashed his head. So she didn't crush his head; just choked him. Um, but Ross was actually able to escape and immediately um, alerted the authorities. But right after this incident, another man traveling through the area, his name was John Peoples asked um, if there were any rooms available at the house, and Lavinia said there was no rooms, um, but that he was welcome to come in and rest and have some tea. Uh, Dun, dun, dun. So, apparently John hated tea. Good. But (laughs) also, you know what? I'm going to go on record. I also hate hot tea. I live in the South. I get too sweaty. It's gross. Um, I I don't mind it. Sometimes when I have a little bit of sore throat, I drink some mint tea, but that's about it. Hot tea. I've tried to drink hot tea many a time. Where's the flavor? There ain't no flavor. It just tastes like dirty toilet water. It don't taste like anything to And me. I don't want to put... If I'm going to drink something like that, just give me a damn cup of coffee. This is true. Also, putting honey in your tea, it don't give it no flavor. It don't give it no flavor. And I'm not going to put milk in that because then it's just fucking water with some milk in it. Which Gross. is exactly what Starbucks does to me. If you go to Starbucks and you tell them it's just tiny, itty bitty, itty, 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 itty bit of cream, they're going to fill your fucking cup up with milk. If you work at Starbucks, please tell corporate to have the milk stop. <laughs> no more milk. Anyways, so apparently John hated tea, as we have said we do as well. Hot tea, anyways. But he didn't want to see Maroon, so he just dumped the tea out while she wasn't looking. So, you know, I guess he escaped that Oleander um, death attempt. So, Lavinia was apparently asking him questions for hours, you know, presumably trying to figure out if he was rich or if he had any money. 
And after like a really long time of asking him questions, she was like, oh, actually, I think we do have a room available. So I guess, you know. Convenient. Convenient. She decided that, it, you know, he had enough money to she could fuck with him. (laughs) (laughs) So she, um, he took her up on the offer and he went to the room. But he was feeling kind of suspicious about the whole situation. He was kind of questioning why she was asking him all these, like, weird questions. Probably like, hey, what you do for work? How much money you make? You get paid weekly, monthly, yearly, <laughs> annually. The same thing as yearly. So he was worried that she was going to try to rob him, I guess, based on all the questions she was asking. So he No, just, it's far worse, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so he decided um, that he was going to sleep in a wooden chair by the door, um, I guess, like, to make sure that nobody would, like, come in in the night. Mm-hmm. Well, that night, he woke up to the sound of the bed in the room, you know, doing that little collapsing thing through the floor, discovering what the true plans were. So I guess um, even when there's nobody on the bed, the bitch still collapses in an attempt to shoot him down into those spikes. But he escaped. He immediately I after scared the shit out of him. I know he's probably like, "Bitch, what the fuck?" So he immediately jumped I'm out right, the this, window. I'm gonna get on Yelp and write the fuck off of this place. <laughs> I know the last uh, negative Yelp review. No, it was a Google review I wrote a while ago. Sometimes I check on it just to see if they've ever replied back to me. They haven't. Um, I think the last bad review I wrote was for a Chick Fil A, and that's saying something. If a check if a Chick Fil A gets a bad review, that means they really were fucking around and you know what they emailed me and said that they were gonna send me a gift card i never received it look at him this cat okay sydney's roommate's cat is like eyeing the shit he's been really creepy recently his eyes are like being particular it's like the i don't know if it's like a like their pupils but it's like they get very tiny and like slit like like slits and he stared at me for a straight hour today and i was like oh god he's gonna kill me i think he's possessed i think we need to do a cat exorcism a cat (laughs) exorcism well now he's acting cute okay let the power of catnip compel you yeah oh my god we've caused a dog exorcism okay back on track back on track so, Ross, no, we're at Peoples. He jumped out the window and rode into Charleston like Paul Revere to alert the authorities. <laughs> so, he went and alerted the authorities. So, finally, after these two very specific accounts, you know, the police knew about both of them, Ross and Peoples, they could finally identify the Fishers by name and not just, like, as people, I guess, hanging out in the Six Mile House who are part of, the, like, highway gang. Um, and so... The police were immediately dispatched to the Six Mile House and located the Fishers along with some other gang members when they got there. So, John Fisher gave up the rest of the group. He was like, yep, it was them. It was all them. In an attempt to protect Lavinia from, I guess, uh, the possible gunfire of the police and maybe the gang fighting. So, he was really trying to protect his lady, even though... What a gentleman. A southern gentleman. I don't think she needed protection. I think she had to shit on lock herself. Probably. And so, later on in the investigation, so they got them all, they captured them. But later on in the investigation, he gave up even more people in the gang, like their identities, in the hopes to protect Lavinia even more for punishment. I guess, you know, cooperating with the police, hopefully get a lighter sentence. And I wrote, mm, he's a fucking snitch. Snitches get stitches. Um, but it didn't work because they were both taken in. And at their arraignment, they both pled not guilty. But they were ordered to be held in the, like, Charleston jail until their trial. 
and the jury rejected their pleas of innocence when they went to trial and found them guilty of highway robbery, so not murder. But I don't know if they necessarily had any, like, proof. I don't know. Maybe you have something different. Well, in my records, I in my research, I found that when police searched the inn, they found a series of tunnels underneath, oh, yes. as well as belongings from, like, missing guests. So jewelry, oh, yeah. you know, watches, uh, you know, luggage, things of that nature. And they could have just said, it's the lost and found. That's true. It was the end. It's the lost and found. I did see stuff where they were like, they may have found a body or two, but they, they or they found some stuff, but they didn't necessarily think it was enough to say, like, y'all fucking murder people. From what I got out of this is the Charleston police really needed you for, to just write it out. Just murder someone in front of them so they have this evidence. Pretty much. And so, you know, the jury found them guilty of highway robbery, but they were granted an appeal by the judge. And so, and so that's where Sydney's going to take over again. Thanks for listening to my quarter of the story. Well, <laughs> um, what I got was, despite their appeals, they were still sentenced to death. That is true. I um, did have that next. <laughs> de- they were sentenced to death by hanging. Um, and so they were placed in prison until the day they would be hung. Well, the two decided they hanging wasn't for them. You know, it I ain't get, for me either. It for me. Um, so they decide they're going to try to escape prison. So they fashion a rope out of bed sheets, like you see in the movies. So yes. they tied them together, and their plan was to climb out the window. Well, John went first, and while his fat ass was climbing down, <laughs> the, rope, the rope broke, <laughs> leaving Lavinia still in prison. So John, he couldn't leave his wife, despite the fact that he was breathing that fresh freedom air he was like i can't do it he loved lavinia too much so he returned to prison and on february 18th 1820 the day of their execution lavinia and john arrived at the gallows well john was to be hung first and his statements were you know sorry i found the lord i of course i apologize for what i have done and to that answer, he got the pyong, the <laughs> they Ooh, threw the lever. They said, bitch, nah. They threw the lever back, and the rest is history on John. Well, Lavinia, she was a little more clever. In Charleston at the time, they had a law that prohibited you from hanging a married woman. So she rolls up to the gallows with her wedding dress on. She's serving looks. Yes. And... Her plan was, you know, you can't murder me. I'm a married woman. To which the hangman responded, I just got to hang your husband first, bitch. So that's what he did. Making Lavinia a widow, a.k.a. a single married. A.k.a. a single woman, not married. Well, you know, Lavinia, she's still serving looks. She's hoping one of these fine gentlemen who have, who have come to see her get hung may, <laughs> won't, marry her. won't they take her hand? And no, they did not. <laughs> they were like, bitch. Because, okay, let's say she doesn't get hung. Well, then what happens? Does she just go back to jail? I don't know. I guess she, I mean, that I guess did not goes, come up in my research. I guess if she, she finna get, go on a, a honeymoon if she just gets married at the gallon. Because <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Because I'm like, okay, either way, I don't think it's going to be good for you, right? Like, either you're going to get hung or you're going to end up in jail forever. I mean, it's a bad... And from what I understand, 
the prison system back then was it, it was not the place to be. Well, the jail that they were held in is spooky as shit. It is spooky as shit. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, so Lavinia was carried to the gallows, kicking and screaming. And her final words, once she realized, you know, no one was going to take her hand, it was was over for her. Her final message to the crowd was, if any of you have a message for the devil, tell me now, for I shall be seeing him shortly. Then, like the bad bitch she was, she jumped off the platform, (laughs) killing herself and not giving the hangman. Uh, the, what would you call that? Like his the satisfaction, the satisfaction of something like he's probably like bitch is my job. I do this every <laughs> fucking day. Like you're not special. <laughs> you ain't special. I know you're in a wedding dress and shit's wild, but you ain't special. Uh, and to this day, uh, no one knows where the Fisher's bodies are buried. Okay, well I got that she was buried in up now. It said a Potter's Field, but I don't know if that means Potter's Field, but Somewhere named Pottersfield or a Pottersfield near the old city jail. Yes, but you can't, like, when you go to Charleston. She ain't got no tombstones. She ain't got no tombstones. So you could be on top of her and not know. So, like, you you, you know she was buried um, in Charleston, yeah. but no one knows for sure where she is. Okay, that um, makes sense. And so, uh, and it's also told that Lavinia's ghost is said to haunt the old jail. And she's also often a story told on ghost tours in Charleston. Yes. Now, I have that. This is another fun fact. Fun fact. Um, so it's believed that this lady named Mary Surratt, or Surratt, was the first woman to be hanged in the U.S., but the sources I had said that actually Lavinia was hanged 40 years prior to mm. Mary, making her the actual woman who was first hanged. Where was the, the, the other lady? Where was she hung? Was she hung in? I don't know. <laughs> that was just a fun fact. It wasn't a whole story, but I don't know. What was I had her to name? Mary Surratt or Surratt. One R. No, two R's, two T's. And also, um, I don't know how true this is, and this was kind of gross, but it said that when Lavinia jumped off the gallows, that she didn't, they claim she didn't die for 15 minutes until after she jumped, which I'm like, I could see that, maybe, because if she jumped and kind of didn't, you know, if it didn't hit it right, like you're supposed to when you just get Mm -hmm. dropped, you may have, she may really have fucked herself up. Yeah, I heard that she hung for about 45 minutes. Oh, shit. Uh, Mary Surratt was uh, hung in Washington, D.C. Um, I only asked because when I went to Savannah, yes. there is a story of the first woman who was hung in, oh. I think in all of Georgia, but it could have just oh. been Savannah. And her ghost haunts the little square, like the town square where she was hung. She was hung from a tree. And in that particular park square, no, none of that Spanish moss, yeah. none of that moss is on the trees because it's said that her ghost goes around and rips that shit off. Damn. She's like, fuck y'all. Well, I also have just a little bit, a little bit of stuff about her ghosty. I didn't get a whole bunch because I'm like, you know, it's her ghosty, whatever. Um, but people started reporting uh, to see her ghost apparently like immediately after she died. They were reporting to see her face floating behind the bars of the window in the jail cell where she was held, which that was like creepy as fuck. And apparently, after the Great Earthquake of 1886, 
I don't really know about it. So how great can it be? I haven't heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, people reported to see her wandering around, like, different parts of the little neighborhood where she was in the jail, including the Unitarian Cemetery that was just a few blocks away. So I guess she's, maybe she's going to look for where her husband was buried. That was editorializing on my part. Maybe she's just looking for another billionaire to bag. Probably. <laughs> and um, it also says, you know, on ghost tours, people say that they often see her in the jail. And when they do see her, she's in her wedding dress. Ooh. But they said that her wedding dress wasn't white. They said it was like red and some other color, which I'm like, I don't know how long a white wedding dress has been around. Um, I have no idea. Now, it could also just be maybe because she's a bad bitch. Maybe in the afterlife, she's turned her dress to red true she said fuck y'all but anyways her ghosties synced around charleston that's all you got to know well i didn't get to go when i went to charleston i didn't i didn't get to go uh to the jail one because that one was not available today so we went to the cemetery one i didn't go to the jail one because when i was younger my parents knew that the jail one's like extra scary apparently yeah i think there's an age limit on some of yeah, them yeah and so i couldn't go my mom's been to it and she said it's scary as shit and even if you drive by that jail it is scary because like i'm pretty sure there's like i know it's probably just like a basement but it looks like a freaking dungeon like when you drive by like you can see like bars like right near the like ground mm-hmm. and so i just picture like I'm, uh, I picture like prisoners like with their hands out yes. trying to get grab ankles <gasps> as you're going by. Yeah. Grab those uh, sexy ankles back in the 1800s. Oh my god! They'd be like, oh my god, let me like, see that here. ankle, baby. Let me see that. You whore! You whore! <laughs> Lifts up her leg. She's got pantaloons down to, <laughs> down covering her feet. She's wearing a onesie. <laughs> yeah, but I've always uh, we should go back to Charleston because they also have a like an adult tour, like an 18 and older tour. You drink. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I, you can carry alcohol I don't know. on the streets. But they've got, like, where they talk about, you know, stories that are a little bit too risque, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh. That'll be a fun one. We should go back whenever the world lifts from pandemic ink. But anyways, that's all I have on her, okay? God. <laughs> Is that all you have? That's all I have. Well, that was the story of Lavinia Fisher. And we'll probably be right back with some more information <laughs> on another story <laughs> so stick around you get the perfect outfit for podcasting would be like literally anything pants, pants. no pants no pants naked butt ass naked butt ass naked we're back <laughs> we're back with a few little ditties for you so you can hear our voices you for... thought that we were gonna leave you at 30 minutes ha. hell no that's for that's for uh weird wednesdays Boom. we we gotta go at least 45 minutes or more maybe an hour maybe an hour and a half maybe two three we gonna keep you here all fucking day all day we're just gonna sit and make banana noises into the phone <laughs> we, won't do, we won't do that we won't do that um we do however you know we're from the south uh, if you cannot tell from our lovely accents we are from the south um and so therefore we've got we've got some cases we murder do. cases some a, little short ones a couple people have been murdered in the south have they unfortunately uh, yeah that was pretty unfortunate but uh taylor i'll let you i'll let you go okay first since you've you know okay i'll go fine okay so mine is like kind of a hometown well it is like a hometown because it's from my hometown and you know i originally thought i did i knew i wanted to mention it on the show but there's honestly not that much information and the reason is because it's unsolved and that's very sad Ooh. 
Um, so, so we're not going to get a good ending on no, this one. No, but honestly, this one happened, like, it didn't, it happened, okay, it happened in 2017, and so in theory, like, it could still be solved, um, because it really didn't happen that long ago, but, so I, um, am originally from a little, old town called Forest City, North Carolina, and in 2017, in May, and I remember this happening, there was... A man and a woman named Akir Hooper and Stephanie Walker, and they were dating, and someone broke into their house. Oh, yeah. You've told me this. This is a wild story. Somebody broke into their house, and the guy was apparently, like, wearing camouflage bandanas, like, on the top and lower half of his face, so I guess, like, only his eyes were showing, and witnesses say... Um, that he had brown eyes and was wearing dark clothing with a bag, like, strapped to his back that was, like, hanging on, like, one side of his body. And so, like, I guess, like, a crossbody bag, like... It was a kavu. The way that they're describing it, because, like, and I'm reading it from, like, a news report because at the time this came out, like, they were trying to find him. And so the bag had, like, an some type of oval badge on it with, like, gold lettering and black paint. Or there was, like, a ribbon on the bag. So they were trying to give any kind of like, have you ever seen a man with an oval button on his bag or a ribbon? And so the man came in, he had black zip ties, he had black gloves and boots and a black semi-automatic weapon. So when the man got there, he apparently, from what I remember from when it actually happened, is that he zip tied the children in like the basement. So they went through, zip tied the kids and like, I guess probably like covered up their mouths and stuff so they Mm -hmm. couldn't say anything. And then he went either, like, into the bedroom or upstairs and ended up shooting both the man and the woman. But the man, the gunman, like, left. And the kids were unharmed. Like, he didn't do anything to the kids. And the kids escaped, basically, from the house. And I don't know if the gunman took the zip ties off of them or if they got out of them, their, like, themselves. Because they ended up leaving the house and, like, going to find a neighbor. And that's when they called the police to say that, like, their, like, I think it was their mom. And I think, like, the, the boyfriend, like, you know, it wasn't his kids. I think that's how it was. Anyway, so they had been shot. And so the man, Akir, he had died immediately. Mm-hmm. But, and the woman was rushed to the hospital. But, unfortunately, she also died. But... The police said that the shooting was premeditated mm-hmm. and was not random, but they... Because they didn't, they didn't, like, take anything? No. They came in, tied up the kids, killed the... the I'm just going to say the parents, and then left. And then the kids ended up going to live with family members. Now, the weird part about this story, and this is my editorialization, and a little small-town rumors, were that... The kids, the kids' actual parents, like mom and dad, maybe, were like they had recently divorced, and so there were people were trying to think that this was a hit. I'm not gonna say it's by like the father because there's no, there's no way to know that. But people were thinking that this was a hit for some reason, and somebody who put out the hit wanted the kids specifically to stay safe because it was not a robbery, nothing like that. They were just killed, and literally. Nothing came out of it. The FBI got involved in everything. I assume and I hope that they're still, like, you know, looking into this case. But if you happen to listen to this and you know anything, their names were 
um, Akir Hooper and Stephanie Walker, and they were killed in May 2017. And if you have any information, um, it says that you can call Crime Stoppers, which I guess this number still works. Don't tell them I sent you because they'll probably know my dad. This um, is not a referral service. No, but anyways, if you want to look it up online, you can look up like Double Homicide Forest City, North Carolina. And they even are offering a $10,000 reward Ooh. to try and find who the fuck did this. I but don't know anything, but I would like $10,000. My theory is somebody put out a hit on them, and whoever this man was is not was like not from around here at all. And like immediately after this happened, he skipped fucking town, and he probably went across the country, and it ain't never going to get found out. So it's very sad because the lady used to work at a restaurant that we used to eat at a lot, and so like the... We got she got killed. Me and my grandparents went and like donated money because they needed money to like you know help the funeral costs and all that. Because I mean she's young, they didn't expect them to be murdered. But it was also so scary because like the preacher sure the day it happened, I was staying at my dad's house, which is literally like two miles away from where this happened. Yeah, that'd be scary. And so shit was wild. That should not happen in Rutherford County, but I guess it did. Anyways, that was a sad hometown. But for real, if anybody knows anything, I know we don't have that many listeners, but one day we might. Um, we gonna solve this bitch. Please do. I feel like a bunch of murders in my hometown, like the wild ones, they don't never get solved. Well, yeah, because you live in a small town. True. I ain't Although it's shoot weird the police department, but like. But it's also weird that the FBI was involved and they still couldn't. I know. Make a break in it. Unless they're still working on it and they're just keeping that shit like under wraps. Because when you go on the internet, like, the last update that they have is literally from, like, 2017. Mm. Anyway, so that was that story. You're well, welcome. I've got also a little hometown, you know. Do you? I, yeah. Um, regardless, y- y'all know, I live in, or I'm from, I don't live there currently. Don't come kill me. Um, I am from Carolina Beach, North Carolina. And, I mean, y'all think it's all just, we just live in a Nicholas Sparks movie. We don't. <laughs> it's not, I mean, The Outer Banks was based off of Carolina Beach, like the TV show Outer Banks, but it's a little different. It, it ain't. That ain't the same. That wasn't even filmed in The Outer Banks. That was filmed in Charleston. Well, it was based off of it Carolina is. Beach and Wrightsville Beach. True. Uh, the more you know. Um, I was a, a pogue. <laughs> Were you not one of those fancy people? What were they called? Kicks? Creeps? Yeah. No, I'm a pogue. pogue <laughs> Carolina Beach pogue scum. <laughs> All right. Wow. Uh, just a little bit of background knowledge on the town of Carolina Beach. So every year, except for this year, because we're pandemicing right now, uh, we have a annual Christmas parade. It's always the first Friday of December because the last Friday of November they always do the the Christmas light ceremony yes. and then they got all the lights that light up cuz we're the uh the island of lights and so then the first Friday of the of December we have a little Christmas parade it's at night so all the floats are like decorated we have Santa Claus it's great I've been in it many times um I did it in my church dance um high school we used to do it it's cold as titties it's like a mile and a half walk but it's fun it's true uh-huh. i used to do the christmas parade in forest city mm-hmm. it was during the daytime though i would always dance and get really and get really tired but also cold you know when you're really cold and you're mm-hmm. really tired you can't fucking breathe yeah so ours is always at night so it typically starts something like nine o'clock or something like, at yeah. night 
Yeah, it's y'all got old people coming out to watch that. Yeah. Oh my lord. It's between like eight and nine, and then and then you know traffic starts because we're on an island, so then it takes a good forty five minutes for everyone to get off the island. Uh, But yeah, it starts about like between like eight and nine o'clock. Damn, y'all really be out late. Y'all be partying late on the island. I mean, it's not a school night because it's a Friday. So. Oh yeah, that's true. Um. So, it was the year's twenty fourteen. And this guy named Marshall Dor- Darwin, Darwin, um, he goes and watches the Christmas parade like everybody does. And then he heads to the Fat Pelican, which for those of you who don't know, the Fat Pelican is actually a really cool bar in Carolina Beach. It's got like a beer cave. Uh, it's a dive bar, but they've got like every type of beer you could ever think of. Um, it's just an interesting experience. So he, he hits up the parade and then goes to the Fatty Pelican, the Fatty P, some might call it. <laughs> um, and, well, evidently, about 9.45, him and his friends were asked to leave because Marshall, he was getting a little too rowdy. Um, people described uh, him as getting trashed. So he was asked to leave. So he walks across the street to the dive, which is another, it's a dive bar again, Uh um, and, you know, continues to drink and carry on. And just about closing time, about 1.45 a.m., a patron of the bar notices that her Columbia jacket is missing. Um, You know, weird, but like... Okay. Nothing nothing too crazy. And then slightly later at 2 a.m., another woman realizes her purse is missing. And security footage was obtained by police showing that Marshall uh, was riding off with both of these items on his bike. Well, then, around 2.30 a.m., flames go up at a condominium down the street. Oh, wow. so, um, for the, so, Carolina Beach, is the whole town is probably like three or four miles like the whole island is only like seven miles so like it's very easy to get around via bike so like the fact that he was at the dive it probably took him two minutes to bike to this condominium um and so the flames start to go up and i remember this because i live very close like i remember we could see the smoke from our house like my my mom came in was like there's a fire going on down the street like, people drove out and was, people were trying to, like, help, like, oh people. God. And it was crazy because it's right there on the main road across the street yeah. from, like, the lake. Oh, yeah. Um, there's like Shit. A, yeah, there's, like, a little lake that's, like, a park that everybody goes and hangs out. And there's called the Christmas lights. So, people are literally, I mean, it's only, like, a four-story condominium, but it's older because it's, like, all wood. There's no elevators. Of like... It's very old, and people start jumping from their balconies. Uh. And unfortunately, Darlene Masler, who was 43, and Mary uh, Cochran, who was 72, died in that fire. The heck? Uh, it's most likely probably because of, like, smoke inhalation. Oh, uh, it because wasn't the, from, like, they didn't jump? Well, imagine a 72-year-old. Well, I mean, I know if a 72-year-old jumps, then she would probably um, not not be great after that. Yeah, but, you mean, it would have been hard to get out. Um, and at the time uh, the, of the fires, Doran, or excuse me, Marshall, uh-huh. he was actually already out on bail. He was under a $400,000 bail because in Wake County, which is where uh, Raleigh is located, is where the capital is located of North Carolina, um, he had actually been involved in a DWI crash oh. where um, 
he was, why under, he was on a bike. Yeah, that's also why he was on a bike. Um, so he was already, he was like un, under the influence and in February of 2014, so earlier that year, um, he had crashed his car into another car and had killed uh, mm. two people. No. Uh, one was a U.S. Navy um, uh, Navy person. Officer, per- maybe. Maybe not an officer. Maybe just person. He was in the Navy. He was in the Navy. Um, and so he was already being charged with two counts of felony death by motor vehicle and hit and run because when he hit them, he drove off. Oh, God. Um, and he also was being charged with driving while impaired, reckless driving, and felony possession of controlled substances. Mm-hmm. And his court date... Um, was set for uh, August 22nd. So he was supposed to go into court, um, but I think they were just, like, awaiting trial for the next year because, like, even though this uh, happened in the early 2014, I think he wasn't going to go on trial to the 2015 because the court system, the court system in, specifically in Carolina Beach, but probably just in all of North Carolina, is if you get caught with possession or alcohol, like, driving while impaired, it takes them forever because there are so many people that drive drunk. Thank oh, you. yeah. My whole life, my father has always told me, don't drive these certain times, these areas, because bitches are crazy, especially in the beach. There's just roads you avoid when you live in uh, the area. Um, so it was interesting that he was already out on bail for this, and so then... He does this, um, and he was charged with, or he was facing 38 charges, including uh, two counts of first-degree murder, 11 counts of attempted first-degree murder, um, and he ended up receiving two life sentences in prison for the murders, as well as uh, 64 to 89 months in prison for each of the arson charges. Because it ended up, he set fire to... So it was one, like, condo complex, but it was uh-huh. three buildings, and he set oh. a fire in each of them. Bitch, why? I don't know. Well, did he do it for a reason? Did he say? Um, well, so this is what's interesting. So he, before he had the the DUI manslaughter charge, uh, he, like, about a year before that, had been riding his motorcycle or his moped and had crashed and so he had brain damage oh. but i mean it's you know once they hit their head and they already not doing well they probably gonna commit murder we've seen it time and time again with that, serial uh, killers what is that that frontal lobe damage mm-hmm. i hope i hope nobody i know has frontal lobe damage be careful with your babies don't let them fall under frontal lobe just keep them in a helmet at all times yes just a giant bicycle helmet or a motorcycle helmet so nobody can see their eyeballs yeah, but I remember people in my town were shook by this. Um, it was the talk of the town, specifically because he had already killed two people um, yeah. months before, and then he did this. So, Which also, he probably, like, from that first killing, from what I've learned um, in my criminal law class, like, maybe he was just, like, I'm going out with a bang because that felony, like, possession coupled with, like, him like killing them at that time like if you get like felony murder out of that like it's in a lot of places it's life without parole like no questions asked even if it was like a manslaughter situation so maybe he was just like fuck it carolina beach wilmington area um corrupt yes 
Well, drugs and alcohol, yes. Manslaughter, manslaughter, yes. Well, we know that my town is also um, not the best, but I, uh, I worry about talking about it too much because Carolina Beach is small, but like my town is like small, small, and I have family members like in our like government and also in our um, like uh, legal system. So really, I'm really not trying to get anybody, you know. Well, dang, should we delete this? <laughs> no, because that one, the one that I told, like, for me, I feel like anybody in our town is like, yes, we would love for that to get solved. Also, that didn't even have to, like, I feel like that was like, we don't think anybody in the town did it. It's just like, we think some interloper, as we would Somebody say. from out of town. Somebody from out of town come and done mess us up. And also, like, something like that, a small town like Forest City in, in like, Rutherford County, they don't deal with shit like that. So, yeah, it is probably hard to, like, figure out what fuck's happened. Um, but but there's a lot of other stuff that I, that I won't mention just because. Yeah, there's a couple other things that I won't mention. If y'all want um, a, a wild-ass story, if y'all blow this bitch up, if you, I've got a wild story. But I'm going to need some money and I'm going to need to be a lawyer before I can disclose that information. <laughs> yeah, so please blow this podcast up. Um, you know, that didn't lo- tease you to rate, tell this. Rate, review, subscribe, share with friends, tell everyone to listen. Yes, please um, tell your friends because also if you got some weird stories, you know, if if the government in your town corrupt, yes, you email us at this is gonna sound weird at gmail.com. Yes. We'll keep you anonymous if you are worried. Yeah. We're not anonymous, so that's why we're having to keep some things under our belt. Had to keep some things up my sleeve. Um, also, we have an Instagram and a Twitter. The Instagram is gonna sound weird pod. The Twitter is just gonna sound weird. And we have a Facebook group. I'm up in that bitch all the time, okay? I need some more people up in there to really bounce some ideas off. Mostly it's memes, but... We can talk. I posted something in there today that was not just a meme. Yeah, I got some chit-chat up in there. Some chit-chat. Yeah, and so, and next week, our theme is... Oh, I was like, I think you were pausing for dramatic effect. It's conspiracies. Dun-dun-dun. It's a conspiracy, man. Um, We're talking about all things conspiracies. And next week, we will converse with each other before (laughs) we record so we don't do the same one but honestly we're keeping you on your toes you had a halloween special and now you have this a little different you got like three stories one of which we told you together Mm -hmm. um i don't know if you like that or not but we probably won't ever do it again so there (laughs) we'll we'll try to never do we'll try to never do it again (laughs) this was unplanned but you know you gotta roll with the punches these days it's just fucking right. Uh, but we'll see you next week. Ho- hopefully, if hopefully. This, this shit show of an episode didn't deter you. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks for coming by, people. Right. Goodbye. Goodbye.